Hey y'all, welcome to Tears and Joy in Your 20s. I'm your host, Julia Light, and I am so glad you're here. Navigating your 20s comes with a lot of highs and lows, a lot of freedom, and a lot of uncertainty. That's why I created a space for conversation about all of it. On this podcast, you'll hear interviews of creatives, entrepreneurs, people doing big things in their 20s, telling their story, tears and joy and all. I hope this helps you know you're not alone. There's so much to look forward to, and you can savor this season right in the messy middle. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode one of Tears and Joy in Your 20s. I had the privilege of interviewing Madeline Hicks, who's a New York City-based musician, and I'm going to read you her bio so you can hear a little bit more about her before we jump into the interview. Madeline Hicks is a New York City-based multi-genre vocalist and singer-songwriter with a strong concentration in jazz, blues, and rock. Born and raised in Texas, her soulful, dynamic tone drew crowds across the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex where she fronted her classic rock cover band, Madeline and the Midnight Riders. You can often find her performing throughout the Upper West Side and beyond, and she's thrilled to be adventuring into the vibrant New York City music scene. By day, she works in arts administration and development at Carnegie Hall, where she raises money for the hall's social impact and education programs. And in her spare time, you might find her collaborating with different musicians, recording music, or playing live gigs at bars, restaurants, private events, and more. All right, let's jump into the interview. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Tears and Joy in Your 20s. I am so excited to have on the podcast today, Madeline Hicks. Hey, Madeline. Hi, Julia. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Anytime. I'm so happy to be here. I really am. I'm so happy that you're here. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing great. TGIF. Yes, it is Friday morning. It is Friday morning as we do this. I'm really excited that it's Friday. We're so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Just been a long week, but um, it's going to be a great, fun weekend and... It's yeah, it's great to be here. It's been snowing in New York City. Yes, it's January right now as we're recording. It's um mid to late January. Yeah. So snowing. It's, it's like it's my well, it snowed last winter, but it never stuck. So this yeah, is really my first yeah. actual snow. Yeah, and it's so cool. York. It's so beautiful. The it's park amazing. looks incredible. It's angelic. Like, it's incredible. Central Park is just gorgeous. Okay. Well, let's jump in, Madeline. Um, you know, this is a story form podcast. We really just want to talk about the tears and joy of your 20s, the ups and downs, yeah. um, because I just think that all of us kind of when we graduate college or, you know, start working, we don't really know how disorienting this time of life can feel. Yeah, until you're in it. And how absolutely wonderful, but it's like a really tricky balance. So um, I know because you're my best friend. For those listening, Madeline and I are you know. besties. We became besties <laughs> <laughs> our freshman year of college. So yeah. um, it's been a long time. So yeah. I've I've been here for all You've of this. You've seen it all. I've You've seen, seen it all, all, girl. You've seen it all for me, too. But I think and I know firsthand that your story is powerful and you have had lots of tears and lots of joy in your 20s. So I just would love to hear your story. So why don't we start with just kind of how you got to where you are today. You went to TCU, which is in Fort Worth, Texas. For those who don't know, it's a great school. I also went there. Um, But you did a double degree. How did you, like, what in college did you imagine, like, New York post-grad? Like, what were you thinking? And then how did you end up moving here? And what are you doing? Yeah, no, literally. Yeah, what? Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, I went off to school and decided to do a double major, double degree situation because I grew up doing theater and I really wanted to be in the arts in college. But I've also really always enjoyed writing and project management. And I kind of thought maybe one day I'll go the ad agency route. Yes. So my major was public relations and advertising kind mm-hmm. of rolled into one. 
um, which I really enjoyed. And I was also doing theater. New York was in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. Um, especially it was more more in my mind growing up. But then I got to college and I thought, you know, maybe I'll I'll stay in Dallas Mm -hmm. and was even thinking I was going to go more like the corporate route. Yeah, I got a job. I got an internship that then turned into almost full-time position during my senior year um, at a big corporation mm-hmm. and was doing that and it was it was great but I think I also realized mm, this is I really would love to be in something maybe a little more artistic um, yeah. and so that started to prompt a lot of thought my senior year and then as a part of the theater program that Julia and I were we were both in mm-hmm. um, we were sent up to New York on spring break to audition for a bunch of agents for showcase and I went into it really honestly thinking, you know what, this is just for fun because mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in Dallas. You were fully planning. Oh, yeah. Stay. I was like, I'm going to be an uptown Dallas girl because I wanted like a taste of city living. Yeah. A <laughs> taste I, of city yeah, living. Yeah, what? But I was like, oh, no, I won't. Like, New York, that's so much. Oh, yeah. But I also went into it with open hands and I was like, God, if this is meant to be something, like, do something you know, with it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was just like all of these doors opened well, up. Well, yeah, because like one after the other after the was other. was like, Madeline, we love you. Move to New York. It was like 10 It was people. literally crazy. It was I insane. remember being in the hotel room and thinking, who, me? Because honestly, in college, I did a lot of music in college. That's another thing. I did a lot of like cover gigs, you know, mm-hmm. like, like just like really fun little restaurant bar gigs. Like that was my really fun side hustle. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't really in the songwriting realm yet. It was mm. more just like for funsies, gigs on the weekend, and I started a band. It was awesome. Um, but that was like really my thing, and I wasn't really doing a lot of shows. And so the whole thing was just a shock. Yeah. Um, but then but you, I, you also worked really hard. Like oh, I remember you thanks. were like, I'm not just, you were going into it with open hands, but you were also like, yeah, no, I, I took work it, really hard. Like, I take this opportunity. Yeah, I took it awesome. really seriously. Yeah. I just think that I didn't. I'm really thankful for, like, the professors that I had that really believed in me because I think after just four years of, like, not really having a whole lot of luck mm-hmm. getting cast in the school productions, I was like, you know what, maybe this is just not... Yeah, but then it just went It went so ridiculously well. I was like, what? So yeah. then I'm like, okay, I should move to New York. I'm, I'm going to move to New York. So, so much thought, so much prayer, all yeah. the stuff, senior year. And then I kind of realized, you know what, like, I... I want to move to New York and I want to do this theater thing, but I also would love to work in the arts. Mm -hmm. That worked out amazingly well because it's quite a long story, but right when I moved up here, you know, ready to kind of full throttle, go into the acting thing and do all this music stuff, I had um, a really scary vocal health scare and I didn't sing for six months. But I had gotten a job at a wonderful institution that I'm still with now that I love. You can say, um, you don't Yeah, I don't have to be ominous. Why am I being ominous? <laughs> I work, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just like, look I'm allowed on LinkedIn. To say it. Like, You're you can, allowed to- You can, like, literally look me up, so it's just no secret. <laughs> no, but I work in fundraising at Carnegie Hall. So and so, cool. thanks. So now I work with the individual donors. Before, about a year prior, I was working as an assistant to the chief development officer. Totally fell in love with it and just feel deeply grateful that in this time that, you know, I couldn't, pursue the arts um in a really like tangible you know creative sense that I was still able to work and still am working in a really like wonderfully creative environment raising money for something that I deeply care about which is music education and bringing you know the transformative power of music to as many people as possible all across the city the country the world um because a huge part of Carnegie Hall is not just the artistic programming but also 
it's all of the um you know the social impact and education yeah. programs we have that's Love what it. the money is funneled to yeah. so I'm really like just so wildly thankful but yeah. after the six months of not singing I had nodules if anybody has ever seen Pitch Perfect literally, literally it's that I have notes. yeah it was so bad like so I I physically could not sing so, so jarring mm-hmm. such a central part of my identity I mean obviously not my identity but like a huge That's part big. of my my yeah. being just even physically like even my speaking voice like just was so inhibited it was really terrible honestly but um I think when I came out of the other end of that though I realized the biggest artistic thing lacking in my life more than theater more than any other thing I really just was like I just love music yeah. and I want to try to be a jazz singer and I want to try to do the singer songwriter scene. And so that's kind of, I came out of this really challenging chapter and realized, okay, now that I can sing again, I really want to go full throttle into the music thing. And so it's still like something that's on the side. Um, but I, I mean, I really love it. And so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a joy, you know, on the weekends to be gigging more, collaborating with different musicians, playing, you know, jazz gigs for the first time. So that's kind of where I am now. Um, but I also really love arts administration. So it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But um, that's the that's part of being 23 is, you know, since yes. when do I have to pick one? Mm-hmm. I don't. True. You know. Not yet. No, you don't. You <laughs> Honestly, don't. Which is awesome. Maybe never. You maybe know? never. I, literally. Which is amazing. All about balance. And I just want to say, too, like, I really had this idea. If anyone is listening to this and you're in college or you're, like, younger or whatever, I thought... And maybe I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Like, I thought before moving to New York, because, like, I need to be, like, perfect at acting, like, have all of my, like, creative stuff figured out and then, like, get to New York. I had no idea that, like, New York is, like, where you grow. It's, like, where you try. Oh, a, brand a truer new thing. thing could not be said. Literally. Right? It's so true. And I think I really, like, I don't know. I think that's such an easy thing to do. And I have to challenge myself all the time and push back on that because I have this rhetoric in my head of, okay, once I do this and once I master this skill, then I'll be ready to reach out to this musician or this person Mm. or get this gig. But actually, it's just not that linear, you know? And it's it's like, I got a story. Can I tell a little story? Yes, please. Okay, like a couple months ago, it, no, longer than that. The other day. The other day. She always was, says the other day. Yeah, the like other day. Three years June, ago. Like. In June. <laughs> I was in Central Park, and I met this jazz guitarist and his band. He was playing. And, you know, this was like in this beginning era of really wanting to get more into the jazz scene, mm-hmm. which, you know, I didn't go to school for jazz, but I'm an I mean, I love it, and I've You're studied a, a it. Knack. I remember someone in college. Yeah, I got a was knack. Like, I got a knack. You have a knack. Yeah, and there's like a, some still so much yeah. that I'm learning and growing in with, like all the theory and all of the. I mean, all the technical stuff. I'm still, yeah. you know, on that journey. Um, but I went up to this band because I wanted to tip them, but I didn't have any cash. And I was like, "Do you guys have Venmo?" Yeah. Start talking to the guitarist. Turns out he's like a really, really like famous guitarist on the scene. He's Amazing. super, super talented. I tell him, you know, I'm, you know, you know, new to the scene. I'm singing jazz. This is June. Two weeks ago, I randomly think of him. And I'm like, you know, he's not like posting where his gigs are. And I'm like, I'm just going to reach out. Because I, I remember looking him up later and watching his stuff. And like, he's literally instructed in the videos from Jazz at Lincoln Center. Like, hello. Yeah. And he's super, super good. And I've, I've just, I just remembered, I was like, dang, I really wanted to go. I wanted to go watch him yeah. and study him. So I reach out. I'm like, hey. 
Hope you're well. We met in the park such a long time ago. Um, do you have any gigs coming up? Mm-hmm. And he tells me, yeah, I do actually. I'm playing at Smalls Jazz Lounge, which is like one of the greatest jazz clubs ever. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm playing there this Sunday at 1030. So I'm like, okay, I'm going. Yeah. Sunday night, I'm going. So I tell him I'll be there. Um, and I, I go. And this wonderful, wonderful musician, he in, he invited me up to sing with yeah. him at Smalls. And I, I had like a sneaking suspicion that this could maybe happen because, you know, musicians do this. They, yeah. They collab, you know, they say, come up, sing a song during my set. Um, but I, also beforehand, I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Like, I'll never be good enough. Like, I was so like right. freaked out about it. But then I'm like, wow, I'm so happy that I went. And I'm so happy that when he invited me up, I said yes. Because yes. even though there was this huge part of my brain saying like, you're not at that level yet. You're not there yet. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Do not do that to yourself. You get you know? there by like doing it. Literally, by you get there by doing it. just being bold and like going for it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I look back and I'm like, okay, were there like choices I could have made and taken more va- variety with the melody and on a different like, <laughs> whatever. What is your first time? Literally, whatever. But like, I just crossed something off my bucket list. Like, yeah. I sang a song at Smalls. That's like, so cool. Literally, yeah. I was like, this is absolutely insanity oh, that this happened. I it's just that. the kindness of God. But like, literally, yeah. it's also like, thank God I didn't gaslight myself into thinking that I needed to have literally the real book memorized and every like you know part of like everything known about jazz and I needed to have a degree from Juilliard in order to be worthy to sing one song you know like you were invited to sing that you didn't even like go there to sing no I just went to listen all you had to do was say yes exactly you have to just say yes even if you don't feel like you're perfect at something and that is the beauty of New York is we're all learning and growing and that's the beauty of anywhere you can't wait until you feel like you're a master at something yeah because you learn by doing exactly and it's like you're not just gonna you can't just like sit at home and like prepare like sitting at home doesn't really prepare you even if you're doing the work like I just think I like lived at home for a little bit with my parents before I moved and so I just think about that. It's like, yeah, I moved sooner than I thought I was ready. And I'm so glad. I did. I'm so glad. Yeah, I know. We because we had this whole timeline we were talking about, like, because Julia came up and visited. Yeah. Around her birthday April. and really realized, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to move here. Yeah. But you were literally saying, like, yeah, it'll be next summer. Summer. I was like 14 months away. And then it was six months. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm so, so thankful that you didn't wait. Me too. Yeah, I'm so thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Oh my gosh! Just so much growth and joy and and you too. Like you could have easily been like, oh, I got an agent, but I'm gonna stay in Dallas and like work professionally in Dallas for a year in theater. Yeah, and like build up my regional. You were just like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta do it. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. So I want to talk more about your music career, but first I would like to go back to talking about your season of nodules so can you just like take us into that a little bit more because I think like it can be easy to be like I have this hard thing moving right along like I and for yeah I just think we all have those seasons and like we learn and grow so much and I know you did so much and so I want to hear about that no I'd love to share and I I hope it's an encouragement to anyone just really going through it because it will get better you know Mm -hmm. um and it's I also you may not learn you might not identify what exactly the purpose and the lesson learned is in the moment as you're going through it, but at some point you will mm-hmm. down the line. True. And I, I think I'm such an instant gratification person that when this was happening to me, I was like, okay, what's the lesson? Like, this just sucks. 
and now though, like months out from it, I'm like, oh wow, that was like such a formative time of my life. So wow. just like on the other end of it. But yeah, kind of what, what happened was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I showed up like literally it's like that three bucks, two bags, one me <laughs> from Annie. That's, you yeah, know, I know, yeah. three bucks. Anyway, um, you know, I'm so excited. You know, I got this job. I'm like, we're rolling. We're doing this like literally so exciting um and then my first weekend in new york i went to this really loud party in brooklyn i didn't really like know very many people moving up here i think i knew like i knew like some people nobody i was like extremely yeah like a lot of peripherals yeah yeah and like some friends you know but just that it just didn't end up being that i yeah i pretty much felt like i moved up here alone by myself it's just how it ended up being alone i lived alone yeah so I get up here, I'm like, let's fly. <laughs> and then I go to this party in Brooklyn, which like was great. And I met a lot of awesome people, so no regrets. But um, it's like, you know, when you're in a really loud setting and you lose your voice, but then, you know, it comes back after a couple of days. It just never came back. Mm. And like two, three weeks passed and I was like, something is really wrong here because normally like if I'm in a loud setting or I play a loud gig, like... Maybe the next day I'm hoarse and then I bounce back. Yeah. You know? Because you've had a little bit of vocal stuff. Before, yeah, yeah. I've had, yeah, like but this. never, never yeah. like this. And so, you know, I'm starting to panic. Um, and I'm also feeling like this really crucial part of me is taken away, not only as a singer, but also just like in my energy and ability to meet new people. Yes. And talk because I was so vocally fatigued. It was like physically exhausting it was Mm -hmm. such a crazy thing so that kind of starts to happen a slew of scary doctor's appointments I'm put on like a steroid which made me feel literally crazy Mm. you know prednisone it's just like there's a lot of weird side effects and it really gave me like really horrible mood swings so like imagine that you know like (laughs) new in New York alone yeah alone in New York 22 don't really know anyone no consistent friends living alone in my apartment and I'm like crying uh, tears of joy and I'm crying tears of sorrow and I'm like what is wrong with me and it was also part of the transition but it it was like exacerbated oh yeah. Yeah, so all of that. Then they're like, you have acid reflux. I did not have acid reflux. Be careful if they ever tell you. you I know. You got to push back on that because then they prescribed me this medication. Also made me feel like crap. It's misdiagnosed a lot. No, I it is. I was told, too, that I had it, it when I had a vocal scare. Yeah. It's a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing for for vocalists where, like, it's a thing that can. It can affect it, your, Yeah. And your so, voice. Yeah. So then I'm on, like, omeprazole. I'm on it for, like, three months. Oh. They're like, you need to change your entire diet. You need to stop drinking coffee. You need to go on, like, this special diet diet I'm like literally like what and I've gone to like an ENT or no I only went to the one ENT and she was like you know okay no shade but I don't know what for whatever reason she somehow missed the fact that I literally just had two big fat nodules on my vocal cords I still don't really maybe they weren't as pronounced when I first went in so then I'm finally like I need to go to another doctor he looks in my vocal cords and he's like literally in his words girl you have nodules you don't have acid reflux you have two big fat nodules on your vocal cord imagine me like i'm weeping i'm weeping like i'm so overwhelmed i'm like i have nodules like am i gonna have to have surgery like i'm never gonna sing again like i'm so (laughs) losing my mind yeah i'm so freaked out i'm like in this new job and i'm like i don't even know like what i'm doing like i'm learning so much like i'm not adjusting to it as quickly as i thought like 
what the heck? Like, I'm on the train. It smells like pee. I mean, literally, like, it's just, like, was the most disorienting couple months of my life. Like, what an absolute. And there was so much joy in it, too. They were, like, I was meeting new friends who I look back on, and I'm like, wait, they're, like, some of my greatest friends in the city now. That's crazy. But, um. Absolute disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so, just to be real, you know? And then yeah. and then we hit winter. And then I break my fifth metatarsal on In my foot. foot. <sighs> <laughs> like, this could not, this was like an, an episode of Seinfeld. Like, it could not have gone Aww. more wrong. I break my foot. I'm hobbling around the city in a boot for six weeks. <laughs> I am like, Lord, Lord, what am I going to do? Like, an it was just so, wow, it was hard. And then it's like getting dark at four o'clock and I'm like, oh, I think I might have seasonal depression, which I didn't realize, you know? And because yeah. in Texas, we don't really do that whole like gets dark at four o'clock thing. Yeah, it doesn't get dark, is it? Yeah, it's not nearly as cold. And then I'm also not able to like move my body and like I've got this foot thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, jail. And so it was so, <laughs> so bad. I will also say in all of the sorrow, I felt just like, I don't even know how to put this into words, but I think I really felt like the friendship of God in a way that I've never felt it before. And just these really tender moments of just feeling like, man, this is so hard, but just like this gentle, like hand on my shoulder, like that feeling of like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. And I think looking back on that, I can't describe it. I just, I can describe like just quiet like lonely nights in my apartment just crying out for help and Mm. feeling just waves of peace come over me that kind of exceeded and you know that peace that was still there even beyond the circumstances and I just feel so grateful for that because yeah all things considered it was just a really like challenging thing you know and then I think you know I know this is a long answer but just like the last kind of component too is like yeah just like walking through something really hard and I mean like thank god for like my family and, like, my dear friends living all over the country, like you and, like, my friends that I I could call. Um, but to be in a city where you're not really known mm-hmm. by anyone, no context, like, coming off of college, four years of these rich friendships yeah. you've cultivated, and then you're back to square run and you're having coffee with all these new people and you're mm-hmm. you're meeting people, like, you know, but there's not really that consistency yet, um, you know, um, that, yeah, it's just, it's just like a different, it's, it's just part of it, but it's just a different time and a different season. And, you know, to be walking through something really hard and to have that kind of on top of it, um, was just, yeah, it was just a challenging. And then also navigating like a job, a brand new job, yeah. brand new place, you know, figuring out what that's going to look like. Just so much to figure out. Okay. So you had this season of vocal unhealth and trying to heal and like, very much like a winter type season right yeah. where you're just like upheaval and what's going on and processing um what did you learn in that season how did your like worldview your faith just yeah learn? there were so many different things um and I think that I always thought about if I ever lose my voice it's gonna be like the most horrible, devastating thing ever. Mm. I've always like thought about that, mm. but then it happened. Yeah, and God saw me through it. And I think in that of like all of the comfort and joy and peace I experienced, even when this like extremely important part of my life was taken away from me, 
Yeah, I think I think that I just really learned that like my identity and my value as a person is not rooted in one gift and craft mm. and talent. Um, and I don't think I think that I just I there was a lot of there was a lot of value that I I put on that that I didn't realize until it was mm-hmm. taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And it's such a gift. I'm so wildly grateful that I get to live this life and do music and sing. Like, wow, I can't put into words how much I just love music like yeah I can't that's why I work at a concert hall that's yeah. why I like am doing all this like it's such a it's wonderful but you know when it was taken away from me you know and it, it was probably gonna happen no matter what I had vocal health problems you know all through college and and then it happened crazy timing right when I moved here a yeah. while um but you know when it did finally occur it's like it was just such a humbling experience Um, and also just really cool to like, I think it brought out a lot of other creativity in me too, though, of just like, okay, I can't sing right now, but maybe I'll start like dabbling in poetry and film photography and like there was songwriting. Yeah. And like stuff that I wrote that then turned into something later and so many things that were learned that like influenced my life like eight months later that I had no idea would. Wow. Um, yeah. So I think just a lot about like my identity and also just like really truly, I think, there's been some hard seasons of my life. Like, we've all had a lot of those. But, you know, this was just a really tough one. It was huge, transitional, like mm-hmm. I was talking about before, you know. And um, I think just to experience, like, you know, the joy that, like, surpasses circumstances and understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was so hard. And it was yeah. so, man, it was so tearful. I know. And there were so many tears. And there were... Oh, my gosh. I just remember, like, going to church every Sunday and just, like, being alone and not really knowing that many people yet and just, like, crying and being like, God, please, like, heal my voice. Like, and praise God, like, he did, and it ended up, it ended up, like, voice therapy, and it it, it ended up healing a lot faster, and it was really looking like I was going to have to have surgery, too. Wow. And literally, by the grace of God, I didn't have to. Wow. But it's like, yeah, I look back, and I could look back on this and question, like, why did all this happen, the timing? What was the reason, you know? But all I really can say is that he used this for good. Mm. He taught me so much, and it's like this foundation was laid that set the precedent for the next, like, my life, just like my yeah. life and like my 20s in New York of like, this is the foundation. Like the foundation yeah. is not going to be running hard after my dreams. Yeah. Like, am I stoked for the opportunity to do that? Like these God-given dreams that I have? Yes, I'm so stoked. But like my the foundation of my life is not going to be my artistic pursuits because mm. life is fluid and changing wow. and anything can happen. And like, True. and the, the, the joy and peace I experienced from the foundation you know, of just my faith, yeah. like it's unlike it's un, it's it's unexplainable. Yes, and just again, such a heavy, like dark night of the soul time yeah. of my life. I can't even describe how hard this was. Yeah, but holding those two, like it was like simultaneous. Yeah, which is just a wild experience. Yeah. being a human and yes, an experience and that I literally, and it also an yeah. experience that I only know like was it was divine it was divine you know so what a gift to know like I am not what I produce I'm not what I create yeah not my voice like I am I am a human loved by the creator of everything Mm. literally and that is where my hope comes from you know not what I can like turn a profit on or you know like produce and get great feedback on and my art how it's received like 
yeah. It's, yeah, that's deeper. Yeah, and, and long last. That's a, yeah. You know, just when you have something so dear to you that you put so much of your identity and value in, you can't even imagine that thing being taken away. Mm-hmm. But then when it was taken away, and I was left with literally like that, just gone, nothing with that. Um, the the source of my joy and peace had to come from somewhere else, mm. and I don't think I realized that it what it was it was coming from God, but also just like this huge part of it was coming from music and my craft and my gifts, which mm-hmm. is like wonderful. It's great, but like there's more you know and like you were like crazy things happen and it's like at the end of the hold on I just moved my head sorry (laughs) at the end of the day like you know the joy and peace that God gave me even in that like horrible depressed terrible season like was deeper rooted than anything else I could ever derive from Mm. friendships work an artistic craft yeah um and that's just like I I just feel like it's just set a foundation for my entire life up differently that Mm. like I can run after my dreams so hard and I can't wait and I'm doing it I love it and I I can do that but at the end of the day it's like life is crazy it's fluid things change and my my like value cannot be rooted in something that could be gone at any minute like you just never know anything pretty much yeah that that literally can apply to anything you know and yeah yeah I just think it was a really sobering experience and it was also like a really humbling experience so I think I look back on that and just thinking about my value you know as a human and realizing I might have you know like just so much of my life was stuck on this one thing which yeah it's a huge part of myself but also there's more Okay, so you went through this really hard season where you couldn't sing, almost kind of like this like upheaval season. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like you didn't Great directly word. say this. Thank you. I've been I've experienced my own upheavals upheaval. in the past few years. Um, but like it sounds like you are saying that um you also processed a lot of your like deep emotions during this time. Yeah, like or just like wrestled in your faith. I wrestled. Um, yeah, which is good. Like, that's such a hard thing, but I've had seasons like that, too, and I feel like that's what makes life deeper and your faith deeper, you know? Um, So tell us now about your music endeavors, because I've known, you know, being your best friend and witnessing all of this, both from when I was in Texas and now here in New York, like, um, you know, you appreciate it so much more, your your music, and you know this is a temporary thing, and, you know, I'm going to enjoy it, but. So just tell us about that and tell us what yeah. you're doing and how you got into pursuing music in New York. That feels like a very daunting thing, but you're oh my just gosh. like doing it. Well, thanks. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's also, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, like like going back to what we were talking about, just like holding everything in the right regard, you know? And I think mm, love that. that also enables me to run after something really hard with all my passion and might, but also not to put like my entire, you know, life worth yes. you know you know it's held loosely yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so and then I also think that takes the pressure off and in a weird way it makes it more fun yeah and also like frees me up to do even like more excellent yeah work I don't know if that yeah no that makes sense yeah Stop. so when I first got up here I think a lot of it was just I would go up to musicians at gigs 
and I wouldn't ask to sing a song, but yeah. I would just be like, hey, you know, like, how'd you kind of get into this? Yeah. And the cool thing is, is, I don't know, musicians get it. Like, they love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And if they see someone who's also interested in doing it, I mean, I think there's some level of gatekeeping that can happen. But for yeah. the most part, it's understandably like... Understandably so. Yeah, yeah, understandably so. It's it's also, though, like, wait, that's so exciting that you want to get into this. Like, well, yeah, here's how I did it. I'll tell you. Like, mm. people are more than willing to share. So you just ask. So I would ask, yeah. And then we would, you know, swap maybe some contact information. And, you know, I had, like, stuff on my site from college and, you know, my Instagram page. And, and then just kind of what happened... It all kind of just came about organically, which is really cool. Like, you know, some of these people that I talked to at gigs messaged me and said, hey, I have to cancel my gig this Saturday. I listen to your stuff. It's awesome. Do you want to fill in? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so then I play a gig and then I'm like introduced to the owner of the establishment and we hit it off and it's like, okay. Um, and we were well received by the crowd that came in that night. And so you know, maybe we can come back another time. And then all of a sudden I've got like a monthly spot. And then all of a sudden I've got a weekly spot. Like it's just kind of, it happened in that way. And it's all, you know, I, I just like see God's hand in all of it. Of like yeah. just even like the, the specificity of these little interactions. Yeah. I'm like, this is so cool. That's a good word. Um, Thank you. Upheaval. Specificity. Upheaval. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, that's kind of how it all came about. So that was more though for like the cover you know, playing a cover gig and just stuff, restaurants, bars, et cetera, yeah. where you're going to be more like background music. Right. Um, Yeah. But I mean, like some other, I, it's a wild ride. Like another thing I did earlier this year was I, I played, um, or not, you know, 2023, but yeah. um, I played last minute. I had a friend from college reach out and say, hey, I saw you doing jazz in New York and, um, one of our, she works for like a political fundraising firm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, one of our clients, you know, he needs music for a party. Um, the client was a former secretary of state. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, so what? I, I went and I sang and I put together a band and yeah, literally just crazy. But I think kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I really thought like I have to have so much more figured out before I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also my dream and hope to really do more of the jazz thing. So it's like, you know, where am I going to start with that? I'm really thankful. I had this musician that I met at this neighborhood restaurant named David. Um, Like music, musician, dad vibes is the best way I can describe him. He really took me under his wing and he kind of like taught me. Like we got together and just went through all the standards and played around with different voicings. And like he really taught me how to interact in a jazz band. And so Mm. when the time rolled around that I needed to call musicians and assemble a quartet, like, yeah, I didn't go to school for music, but, like, I can call out a key and a tempo and know when I'm supposed to sing and know when they're going to trade. Like, yeah, and so I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for him. Like, it's such a huge part of the story. Yeah, but so that kind of happened, and then I thought, you know what? I've got some buddies through work who are jazz musicians. They know people. And all of a sudden, I had my first, my first, forced, I had my first quartet gig. Um, and it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of how that started. And then what about songwriting? Yeah. And so the other thing too is when I, I got up here, you know, even though I couldn't sing for so long, I started to write songs. And I think that was a really like wonderful way to process, um, my emotions with God. And also just like, I don't know, there's just so much, you know, just of the transition, so many things I was feeling and I, it was really helpful to put 
things down and into poetic form. And a lot of it was poetry, but then it turned into songs later when I really could start figuring out melodies and singing again. And just like so cool, all those kind of roots that were put down that then blossomed later. And so, yeah, it's really been, it's really been neat. Like I, I literally on my birthday in May, like last year, um, had everybody over like a couple of really close girlfriends and we had a big dinner party and I sat and I like played some of my original music for them for the first time. And then a few months later, um, I had a clothing company reach out to me and say, do you want to come to our studio in Soho and record some of your original music free of cost and like you'll own it we won't but we just ask that you wear our clothes and we take some videos and we that post is it so cool yeah i'm like this is insane and so that's just like the craziest full circle and such an answered prayer i literally prayed for opportunities to record uh-huh. my own music and so that all happened and then i got the tracks back in late december and so those are going to be released this year which I'm really excited about so I'm now I'm kind of going more in that direction and kind of trying to do more of like the like lineups at lineups at bars and oops hit the microphone at bars and you know like little music venues where you're going to split the bill with a couple bands and like it's more like ticketed events I'm kind of trying to move more in that direction because that's when you can play your own stuff yeah exactly like I can play (gasps) my own stuff at the the restaurants and stuff but it's just a different experience you know it's just different, but I had a, a gig like that for the first time the other night. Um, yeah, and it was just like storytelling. It was just like, there were like 30 people in the room, and we just had a nice chat, and I got to tell them about my songs, and I just felt so wildly grateful for oh, that. So, so cool. we'll see, but um, oh that's kind of the, the, the path now, but, you wow. know, who knows? Okay, I love that. I love that so much. Thanks. I'm so proud of you. I think that's awesome. Thank you. And everyone just... Keep your eyes peeled. Watch out, world. You're going to want to remember this name, <laughs> Madeline Hicks. Um, You're going to want to remember Julia Marie Light, too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Madeline, wrapping up our conversation, I've so loved hearing about your journey. You're just such a full-of-life person. I'm sure that everyone listening to this is just having so much fun <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, uh, that was what we were like. We just want people to be invited into our friendship our friend Aaron, this is off topic, but the other day, where were we? Oh, we were in Fort Worth. Mm. We were back for Christmas, and you played a gig at this restaurant in Fort Worth where we used to live. Um, and we were talking. Yeah. And our friend Aaron Fry goes, watching you guys talk is like watching a TV show. <laughs> we're like, I know, but I had to, uh, like. <laughs> so, hope you guys are having fun today. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Well, I know you're looking forward to songwriting, but like what in this season, like it's a new year, you're about to turn 24 as am I. Oh, it's I know. so exciting. It's so exciting. So it's just exciting. so wild. Your mid-20s are approaching. I'm like, going to be 40. I'm going to be 40 <laughs> in 10 years. Um, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. So th- not in 10 years, in, no. in 16 years. It's a win. No, it's a when Harry met Sally okay. quote. Thank um, you. What is, like, bringing you joy in this season, and what are you looking forward to? Like, Oh, man, so much. You know, something that's really been bringing me joy that just kind of, like, randomly happened is, well, it was right around when you moved here. Mm -hmm. Back in the fall, we all went to this party. It was um, 
Just like a little house party. Yeah. It was red flag. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a red flag themed party. Absolutely genius idea. Such a good idea. When you arrived at the door, you were given a t shirt and um, you had to write what your red flag was. Mine was that I'm always late. My phone's always dead. Yeah. Mine was that I'm gluten free. Love it. <laughs> it was such a fun night. But anyway, we met a lot of really awesome people who it's have since. It's easy to talk to new people when you're like, what's that red flag on your yeah, shirt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. It's very um, disarming. And um, we met a lot of really nice people that have since become, like, some of our best friends. friends. Yeah. But I think what was really cool that, like, just kind of started was um, one of the the people we met is a songwriter. And um, I got together and wrote a little bit with him. And then we wrote, you know, we started writing in groups. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like all of a sudden I realized, like, why haven't I been doing this sooner? Like, I love writing with people. I love, like, getting together and doing creative things. And, like... With all of my friends, like whether they're singers and musicians or not, like even just getting together and like writing, it's been so sweet and it's challenged me creatively so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so excited. Like a couple of weeks ago, we got together and wrote a really great song with three other friends. I had it stuck in my hand yesterday. I did too. Stop it. Ah! But um, look out for that. Maybe I this know, year maybe, too. Right? Yeah, it's gonna be like Fleetwood Mac vibes, four part harmonies. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. That's just been really joyful and fun. Um. That's been really joyful and fun. Just getting together and creating with people. It's been really joyful and fun. It's really joyful and fun. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gift of New York is just how creative everyone is. I know. It's so fun. And I I feel like, yeah, it is New York, which is amazing. But for anyone out there who's like, I want to like write more songs, like get together with your friends and just do it, you know, like. It's so fun. So I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm excited just for more music, you know, more more just exciting adventurous gigs and um yeah, I think I've got the stream on my birthday. Like this will be so funny like months it. from now if it pulls through, but I would really love to I think it's helpful to have a good deadline for myself cuz it's easy to put things off, you know. Mm-hmm. But um I'd really love to do like an album release kind of show on my birthday and and maybe just like get together and play some music and have friends come up and sing and play and a birthday party concert. Yeah, do it on like a rooftop or do it some other cool place. Yeah. Um so that would be like the coolest thing ever. And yeah, I'm just stoked. It's gonna be a great year. It is gonna be a great year. There's just so much to look forward to. There really is. You know, like there's so much that's not figured out and you don't know what it's gonna look like. But there's so much to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactamente. Madeline, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and just sharing your joy and your tears with us. You rock. <laughs> like being extra wow, weird today wow, wow, because wow. we have Bestie Girl on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that was great. Joy in your tears. Joy in your tears. It makes me think of best friends. Best, best friends. friends. <laughs> okay. Not this one. Um, that's our song about yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Madeline, where can we find you? If people are like, this girl rocks. Oh, my gosh. Her on Instagram. Thank I want to come to her gig. I want to listen to her on Spotify. Not yet, but Not soon. yet, but hopefully one day. Yeah. Um, Madeline, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N, Hicks, H-I-C-K-S, music. On Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, and then my name on Spotify one day. is <laughs> Madeline. Yeah, it's just my name, you know. <laughs> yeah. Unless I wanted to be like. Madeline Magical. (laughs) 
so stupid. I hope I cut that out. No, you should keep it. No, I'll keep it. It was in. endearing. Oh, thank Madeline you. Jane. No. no. Middle names are meh. Yeah, it's kind of corny. It depends. If you got a really cool middle name. Yeah. It's it like depends. life, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Thanks okay. for listening, guys. Yeah. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll see you next week. Um, go enjoy your life. Tears and joy and all. <laughs> <laughs>